Yeah, thank you so Thank you so much, Megan. Welcome to Highlight Church Online. Today we start a brand new series entitled Fresh Water, and we're so excited that you're here with us today. Come on, everyone. Let's welcome our family and all of our guests back on. Wow. Wow. We are we're stoked and we're ready to go. My prayer is, is that the Word of God from Highlight Church always adds value into your life but most importantly, that it brings you closer to Jesus. And so I'm so excited about this brand new series. If you've been with us for any amount of time, you're probably used to us being out in our lobby with all the natural light, but today we chose to bring you into the sanctuary, the auditorium. So hopefully you enjoy yourself. I have my man Francie right here. He has the best smile in the world. And my beautiful queen, my wife, Kyra. Reading, Pastor Kyra. You doing okay? Yes. Good. So glad you're here. Come on, everyone. Give it up for my wife, everybody. Wow. Yes. Awesome. I'm ready to go now. You guys ready? Get pen, get paper, get a pad. Let's go ahead and take some notes. I want to give you some context before we dive into the scripture. Uh, we're going to enter into where Jesus is attending what is called the Festival of Shelters. Festival of Shelters. Uh, this is a time where the Jewish people come together to celebrate and commemorate uh, the 40 years that Moses led the children of Israel from Egypt to the promised land. And during this time, they had to journey through the wilderness, the wilderness. And uh, the wilderness represents or it means in scripture tents, um, the desert, I'm sorry, the desert. And while they were journeying through the desert, they had to live in tents. They had to pitch, they had to pitch tents. I don't know about you, but right, right now I have a, a five-year-old at home and, and also my 11-year-old. They both love making these homemade, homemade tents. Does, does anyone remember uh, the tents like that you used to make? It, you know, the, the, the chairs and you get all your, your mom's and your grandma's blankets. And the toughest part for me was trying to, trying to figure out a way to keep them, keep them steady so they didn't fall. Yeah. But man, you have a ball in there. You bring your toys and your Barbies or whatever, if you're a girl, I don't, I don't know. But it, it was just a fun time. It was a good old time. And so the, the, the children of Israel, they had to go through the wilderness and pitch these tents. And oftentimes in the desert, they would experience uh, places that had been under se severe drought, mm -hmm. severe drought. And, um, that drought often resulted in them complaining about thirst and extreme dehydration. And, and so as, as Moses would lead them through, through the wilderness, they would, they would complain and, and they would murmur and they would bicker and they would go back and forth and they would say, Moses, we're thirsty, we're thirsty. And, and even now in this text that we're about to read with Jesus, Jesus is showing up to this festival and he's hearing all these people complain and murmur about who he is or who he may not be. Wow. And, and deep down what both of these stories culminate and what they represent is essentially a spiritual dehydration or a spiritual dryness. Um, because both people groups, be it the ones in Jesus' time or the ones in Moses' time, they're looking for the answer. They're, they're looking for satisfaction. They're, they're looking for resolution. They're looking for, for something, something that they just haven't quite gotten yet. So Jesus is at this feast 
And uh, what, what I want to go ahead and point out as we get into this text is I want to go ahead and point out two signs of spiritual dehydration. Two signs of spiritual dehydration that I think right now currently as a country and as a world that we are, we are experiencing. And so the first sign of spiritual dehydration is, number one, confusion of the mind. Confusion of the mind. And if, if you read the text here in John 7 that we're about to read here in a moment, you have a few people back in Moses' day saying Moses is our leader. Trust Moses. We're, we're going to make it from Egypt to this land flowing with milk and honey that God has promised us. Trust him. We're going to make it through. We know it's tough. We know it's hot. We know it's dry. But trust Moses. Then you have this other group saying, no, don't trust Moses. And the text here in John 7, you're going to see where, where, where people you know, they're saying Jesus is the Messiah and some people saying that Jesus is not the Messiah. So there's a whole lot of confusion, confusion and, and doubt being stirred up. And, and really what it is, is it's a longing for, for clarity. It's a longing for the cloud of confusion. Like, what is the answer? Like, is, is this the way we go? Should we continue on in this direction? So confusion of, of the mind. I believe COVID-19 has, has done a deal on, on, on the world, right? It, it's, it's birthed a lot of uncertainty in people's lives, be it careers. And uh, right now, spiritually, homes are under attack. Marriages are under attack. And, and it's all rooted in, in uncertainty. Can we make it through this? Will we make it through this? Will, will I ever have the same quality of life again? And so it's just confusion. It is truly a sign of spiritual dryness and a longing for clarity. And the second sign of spiritual dehydration is number two, division in the land. Division in the land. In the text in John 7, some people believed in Jesus. Some people wanted him killed. And, and there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of tension. Today we have, you know, Mr. George Floyd, he, he just passed away. And, and now we have protest and, and, and rightfully so, we ought to be protesting. We ought to be doing these things that we need to do to progress in race relations. But no matter how wrong the death of George Floyd was, there are still sympathizers to, to wrongdoing, right? There, there are still those who will sympathize and, and defend racism and prejudice. Right. So you got some people saying this is wrong and, and this is wrong and this is right and this is right. And it's causing us to butt heads. Right. It's, it's division in the land. He's the Messiah. He's not the Messiah. The Jewish leaders want to arrest and kill him. Some people are like, why do you want to kill him? He's awesome. He healed my mom. He healed my dad. He saved my life. And so there's division. Truly division in the land is a sign of spiritual dryness. Political division and racial division, religious division. It's a sign of spiritual dryness. I was intrigued by the gift of science. And uh, science, science confirms that there, there's, the world is covered in 70%. The world is 70% water. Right. And uh, I kept doing some digging for this, for this, this message and uh, only 2.5% of the water in the world is edible or, or drinkable. 
And then I, I dug a little bit more and I was just blown away by this statistic. 70% of, land ma- of, of the mass is water, 2.5% is drinkable, but only 1% of, of all of the water in the world is, is accessible. And, and so, and so that, that, that's, that's God telling us something through science that when you're thirsty, there's really only one source that, that can feel, fulfill the spiritual dryness that we're experiencing as a people and as a world. And, and that one source is, is Jesus Christ. So, so, so in the midst of the spiritual dehydration, Jesus stands up and he offers fresh water. He offers a, a fresh water. And um, we're, we're going to dive in, into that idea here today. And so join me in John 7, verse 37. And it says this here, On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who will be given to everyone believing in him. When he said living water, he was speaking of of the spirit. And I I don't want to weird you out. This is not going to be a a weird, (laughs) a weird service. We're going to we're going to make it very understandable and very practical to you. But the, the spirit realm is is real. And uh, we'll, we'll be helping you walk through that. And so Jesus offers fresh water. Go ahead and write this down. Fresh water is the Holy Spirit. Fresh water is the Holy Spirit, if you're taking notes. Fresh water is the Holy Spirit. And we, we did a series last year called The Other Guy. Yes. And, and because a lot of times the, the two individuals and in, in the Godhead that, that gets all the clout is God the Father God the Son, but God the Holy Spirit, he's always kind of like over here, like, you know, like, <laughs> hey, stay back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love God the Father and I love Jesus. This weird guy, I don't even know why you're, what are you, you know, who are you, right? Yeah. But, but, but it's, he, he's, he is God. And so go ahead and write this down. God is, is one person in three. And so he, he's one person, God, but he exists in three different functions. And so once again, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, you can see it this way. Um, Joshua the Father, Joshua the Husband, Joshua the Son. One person, three different functions. And, and, and so that, that's who God is. And even, even this, I, I just think that this is kind of important to notate, is that before Jesus, the Bible teaches that the Spirit of God would come upon people and, and so when Jesus was born, Emmanuel in June, right? When Jesus was born, it was God with people. Because that's God the Son, yeah. right? God, God in a bot. And then after Jesus resurrected and ascended into heaven, as we read last week, Happy Habits Week 5, go ahead and go back to check that out. It became God in the believer. So it started out as God on, God with, now it's God in. God, God, God in. 
So go, go ahead and jot these things down real quick, and, and then we're going to want to give you some, some, some stuff here. So number one, the Holy Spirit is God within. The Holy Spirit is God within. It says here in Romans 8, 11, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. So, so anytime, anytime there's drought, vegetation suffers. Things die when there's drought. But, but, but the, the, the Bible just says that when, when you have the spirit, it gives life to your, to your mortal bodies. It gives life. So the Holy Spirit is God within. Go ahead and jot this down. The Holy Spirit is the gift of Jesus. Wow. Wow, the, the gift of Jesus. Like I said, I have an 11 and a five-year-old, and man, I just, I love my 11-year-old, but I can't get that joker to drink any water ever. It's always a juice or Gatorade or something. But my five-year-old, man, he'll, he'll go all day, run and go and go and sweat and and I'm so impressed by Judah because the first thing that he asks for always is, Dad, can I have water? Dad, can I have water? And as a father, it, it pleases you to give, to give your kid water, to give him the very thing that he needs. Now, now, here it is. Go ahead and write this down. The gift of the Father is Jesus Christ. The gift of the Father is Jesus. And, and the Bible says that we have all fallen short of the glorious standard of God. That simply means that we've all sinned. The word sin is a Greek term, and it means that we've missed the mark. There are over 600 laws in the Old Testament Bible, and we've all broken or we've all offended at least one of those laws. So that just simply makes us a sinner. I'm not saying it. It's God's word. We're, we're all sinners. And so because of that, we had a sin debt that we could not afford to pay. So the Bible says that in his love, he sent his, he sent his son. He sent his son who lived a sinless life. And, and he took our sins upon the cross and his blood was shed for the remission and the forgiveness of our sins. And that paid our sin debt. And, and the Bible says that that is the gift of God, that you are saved by grace you're saved by grace. That, that's a free gift from God. And so the gift of the father was the son. And now we have access to the father. It's a glorious gift. It's an amazing gift. It's the best gift. And so God did his part, but the gift of Jesus, the gift of Jesus is the spirit. So the gift of the father to us, Francie, was Christ. The gift of Jesus to us was the spirit. And it says this here in John 16, but now, this is Jesus talking, I am going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. That's the nickname for the Holy Spirit. If I do go away, then I will send him to be with you. So the Holy Spirit is, is the gift of Jesus to us. Amazing. Amazing. And, and so when Jesus stood up in this crowd of thousands of people and he said, look, if anyone is thirsty, come to me. He, he, was, offering, he was offering his spirit. 
he was offering his spirit because he recognized, he said, man, you're, you're so confused and you're, you're so down and you're so weighty and you're so heavy. And what, what you need is you need a, you need a rebirth. Yes. You need my spirit. Yes. And so he understood that that, that that was the solution. And so what, what I want to walk us through real quick is I want to walk you through the benefits of fresh living water. And we're going to take a journey with Jesus himself. himself. Go ahead and join me in Luke chapter 3, 21 through 22. And it says this here. One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself, himself was baptized. And as he was praying, the heavens opened. And the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. So, so Jesus was just baptized in, in physical water. And when he came out of the water, the Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove and it filled him. Yeah. And, and so one thing to notate that's so key is that, that he was baptized in water, but much like he offered in John 7, water symbolizes the Holy Spirit in scripture. Yeah. So yes, it came down in the form of a dove. It descended upon him, but he was in that moment filled with the Spirit. And so it says this here in Luke 4, as we skip through the chapter, then Jesus, there it is, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River, and he was led. Watch that now. This is one of the, the blessings and benefits of, of fresh living water. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. Yeah. I used to always read this verse, y'all, and I, I, I've gotten it wrong and I taught it wrong last year. For the other guy. I've used to always read this and, and, and I always thought he was led into the wilderness. You catch that, Lance? I heard you. The Bible says that full of the water, he was led by the spirit in the wilderness. So, so, so there is something that is greater than the outside world that can fill our hearts and that while we're full, we can be led we can produce, we can prosper even as we go through the wilderness. And, and, and so, and that's the spirit of God. But the first benefit of, of being filled with that fresh water is number one, clarity. 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 I remember in June of 2015, I, I just got an a Instagram reminder of this about a week ago. Super cool a week or so ago, and um, it, it was my oldest son and, and Chris, our creative director, Jason, one of my best friends, and we came up here for a few days. It was blazing hot, like Jesus Christ. I thought, I thought Florida was hot. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it's hot, because the sun just sits on you here in Maryland. Like, it, it's humid in Florida, but the sun's like, is that a seat? Oh, I'm a sitter. It just, it... <laughs> It sits on you, man. And so be careful out there, y'all. Put on some sunscreen. But uh, we, we were here and, and, and we were looking for where, where to start Highlight Church. And, and I, I just, I couldn't feel it. I couldn't feel it. And I thought it was going to be in Silver Spring, Maryland. And so we went to a park and I asked Chris and Jason to, to take Jaziel and, and go play at the playground. Well, I, I, I walked off and I found a couple trees to just hang out under. 
And I started praying, asking the Holy Spirit to, to make this thing clear. I, I believe this is the state. I believe this is the place. And so he, he started to take me through some verses over the course of about 10 or 15 minutes. And after reading these verses, I just felt an impression on my heart that the Holy Spirit spoke into my heart. And he said, you're in the right state. Then he, he, he commanded me. He said, you choose the city and I'm going to bless the work. Being led by the Spirit doesn't always mean being led in certainty. A lot of times when the Spirit leads you, it's, it's you choose. And then you step out. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add unto you everything you need. And, and so we, now we've, you know, we've been here three years and, and God has done something amazing. Simply put, and, and we said yes to that call, but simply put, go ahead and write this down. The Holy Spirit wants to be your GPS. The Holy Spirit wants to, he want, God wants you to walk in clarity. He wants you to walk in confidence. He wants to be your Google Maps. He wants to be your Apple Maps. He, he wants to be your G, GPS. But, but here it is. The Spirit's not going to force you to do anything. You, you got to let God lead you. You got to let God guide you. I, I liked, I, I, I've been walking with Jesus now for about 14 years, and I, I know enough to know that a lot of the things that I've wanted, he hasn't wanted for me. So it comes a point in, in our lives, in our land and in our mind, where we got to humble ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit. I, I wonder if our politicians and, and, and people of, of, of just vast and great influence would be spirit-led. I, I like to believe that we would be more, more unified. And, and so uh, go ahead and jot this down. When, when, when the Spirit comes into your life, He wants to erect four pillars of clarity. A, a pillar is something that you build to sustain a superstructure. Clarity, clarity is a superstructure in your life. And, and if, if one of these pillars is weak or if it's non-existent, your clarity is going to suffer. So when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he builds these four pillars of clarity in your life. Number one is prayer. That's the first pillar of clarity is prayer. A, a healthy prayer life is essential for, for direction, Right? The second thing that he, he builds in your life is, is scripture. It is a healthy devotion to the word of God. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, they ask like, Francie, they ask, man, they say, uh, what is God's will for my life? And, and a lot of times what they're asking for is, is, is the, uh, the concealed will. Like, like is, is it Maryland? That was concealed. Y'all, did, did you hear the story? That was concealed. Mm-hmm. But I had to tell Chris and Jason, can you take, can you take Jaziel over? And the Holy Spirit said, I, I want you to go to these scriptures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the revealed will. Right, 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 right. And that's why this pillar of clarity is so essential. What job do I take? Do I marry him? Do I kiss him? Do I hug him? Do I, do I, do I, do I? No, no, you need to build this pillar in your life. You know what I mean? And then he said, I said, okay, I think I got some clarity. He said, now you choose the city. 
Because what, what you're moving out on is founded upon truth now. It's not just because you feel like a Silver Spring, Maryland. But now you know, like, it's scripture. The third pillar of clarity is a healthy church. <laughs> a healthy church. A, lo- a lot of people want to know, what is Jesus doing in this time? Matthew 16. <laughs> 16, 16. I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The gates of division, the gates of confusion. You don't got to go far to look for Jesus. Just go to his church. The church is is full of broken people who are full of Jesus. So catch this. I need to look in this camera. Don't look for a perfect church. Look for a healthy church. And, and the Holy Spirit is going to say, all right, you got the prayer, you got the scripture. Now get rooted in a church. And the fourth pillar of clarity, if you need that direction in your life, is you got to serve. If any of these pillars, prayer, scripture, not rooted in a healthy church, not serving, not being generous, you're always going to lack clarity in your life. The world will will remain spiritually dry until we allow the Holy Spirit to build these pillars in our life. Luke 4, verse 14. So, you know, 40, you know, he spent 40 days in the wilderness, led by the Spirit, tempted of Satan. We're going to skip to verse 14. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Catch that. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. The second, the second benefit of fresh living water is strength. Strength. There's so many benefits to, to drinking water. And, and they say one of those is you, you get stronger. Your muscles are better off for it. Um, every minute a, a child dies of water-related disease in the world. Every minute shows you the power of water. Clean water plays a vital role in food production, which reduces poverty and hunger. Um, Annually, safe water could prevent 1.4 million child deaths from diarrhea. It could prevent 500,000 deaths from malaria. Clean water, safe water could prevent 900,000 deaths from malnutrition. This one blew my mind. For every $1 invested in clean water, sanitation, hygiene, and resource management, it leads to $8 in benefits. For every $1 spent on investing in clean water, it leads to $8 in benefits. Water is powerful. That's how powerful the Spirit of God is. That strength. And, 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 I came to find out a long time ago, I was, I was trying to do certain things in my life in my own strength. In my own strength. I mean, come on now. I'm a, I'm a, I don't want to be out of focus, but come on, come on here, Francie. I want to show the people something. So, so Francie, this is good. This is not even in my notes, so you know this is good. Fran, ooh, Francie's the Holy Spirit. Get behind me, Francie. Okay. Now, yeah. Now, look at me, y'all. 
And, and this is how it is without the Holy Spirit. Wow. Right? We just, whew, whew, whew. I mean, look at this. Come on now. <laughs> but, but what you got to learn to do, this fresh water, is you, you got to learn to let the Holy Spirit. Come on, come on, put your hands together. Let the Holy Spirit. And, and we're not going to illustrate that, but he, he can lift far more than me. Go ahead and have your seat now. That's enough. That's enough of that. I got to hit the gym. But water is powerful. Stop trying to do things in your own strength. That, that causes confusion. And uh, that word there used in the Greek is, is dunamai. And it means power that enables you to to perform God, God type acts, That's right. that power. It's where we get our word dynamite. Yeah. That's how powerful the spirit is. So Jesus stood up and he said, you guys are lacking power. I got some fresh water for you. Yeah. And it's going to give you, it's going to give you strength. It's going to give you strength. Luke 4, 18 through 19 says this here. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Christ. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. This is Christ's inaugural speech for his ministry. And he starts it out. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. It's upon me to, to be fruitful. So that's the third benefit of, of the spirit is fruitfulness. 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 God, God has called you to be fruitful. This is the way I see it if you're taking notes. Here it is. The Bible often refers to the heart as, as soil. So soil. The heart is the soil. The, the word of God is referred to as seed. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And and the Holy Spirit is the water. So you, you may feel unfruitful, unproductive in this season. And it's because you're running dry. And I'm not just talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about believers as well. And we're going to deal with this in week two on how to, how to cultivate that, that moisture of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because God wants you to be fruitful but the reason you're not producing peace and, and joy, these, these fruit of the spirit, self-control, is, is maybe because you haven't tapped into the source in a long time. Wow. And, and so it's God's will for you to be fruitful. Um, your purpose is to make a difference. Mom, dad, student, um, professional, um, employer, boss, um, politician. It's God's will for you to be fruitful. For you, to, for you to cause supernatural change and bring glory to God in your sphere of influence. Fruitfulness. So clarity, strength, and fruitfulness. When I think about the story of Highlight Church, I think about how we moved here, nine adults and, and two kids. <laughs> and when we started the church, and I... I don't necessarily want to put finances on everything. When we started the church, there was $2,000 in the account, right? 
but, but within three years, we've given over $100,000 in outreach. That's not us. That, that's not us. We're not that good. That's the spirit of God. That's the spirit of God. And, and so um, how, how do you receive this, this fresh, this living water? Mercy, come on in and help me out real quick. How do you receive? Because the important part now is, is how do we receive this, this water? Thank you so very much. Thank you. Some of your favorite drinks, <laughs> Coke and LaCroix. I'm guilty of it too. Starbucks and Coke and LaCroix. And, and so th- this is how it kind of goes with, with, with all of us. I know I was certainly here at one point, and I, <laughs> I still do struggle with this, but we, we, a lot of times we, we go to, to Coca-Cola. Metaphorically speaking, Coke can be that relationship that, that you have. It, it can even be that. You finally married that person, and that's your Coca-Cola. Uh, that career or that job represents your favorite soda water, that, that LaCroix, um, that place you move to, that, that salary, that degree, being, you know, it, it can represent that, that favorite Starbucks drink. And we run to these things, and we run to these things, and we run to these things, and we run to these things. Social media and CNN and Fox News, and we run to the gossip, and we run to these things wow. only to be left thirsty, only to be left spiritually dry because we continue to run to things that can't quench our spiritual thirst. Lance? And and so how do you receive? How do you receive? You hold that for me. How do you receive it? Well, Jesus says in John 7, 37, he says, come to me. So the first way that you receive fresh water is you got to turn from these things, come into focus, and you got to turn to Jesus. And he has the fresh water. You got to turn from these things, and the biblical term here is repent. And it, it doesn't mean being perfect or getting your life straight. It doesn't mean throwing all this out. A lot of people think I have to throw away the cigarettes. I got to stop sleeping around. I have to quit my job and career. A lot of people think you got to stop doing all that stuff and then come to Jesus. No, that's salvation by works. You just got to simply say, I'm going to leave you here and I'm going to repent and turn to Jesus and receive that fresh water. Come on, give the word of God a hand clap of praise. And, and you gotta, you just gotta turn. That's all. God is saying, take a pivot. So when Jesus is in John seven, he says, "Is anyone thirsty? Come to me." I'm, I'm even talking to my my believers who have the Holy Spirit within, because we're not perfect, but we 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 come to Jesus. We're on fire, you know, and it, it levels out. And before you know it, we're back. We gotta remember, go home and turn to Him. Right. And and the second way that you receive this water, this fresh living water, is to give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. 
give your life. He says in John 7, 38, anyone who believes in me may come and drink. So the first part is turning to him. The second part is to believe in him. And I was talking earlier today with our creative director about the difference between believing and believing, (laughs) same word, but some of us exist in the realm of believing facts. Others of us exist in the realm of believing that if I do have faith and if I do live this life, that God actually can and he will. Some of us believe theoretically, others of us believe that God will. And that's what Jesus is saying. If you believe I can fill every void in your life, if you believe I can set you free, if you believe I can give you hope, receive. And I remember in in October of 2016, 2006, sorry, you know, I was raised in church, raised Baptist. And man, I, I honor, I honor my, my parents, my mother, my grandmother. But I didn't personally know Jesus. And so it was, it was one, one, one night in Tallahassee. I was 19 years old. And my best friend had invited me to a Bible study. And this was like the fourth or fifth time I had went. And we were in the English building at Florida A&M University. And, and this was the night, man. This was the night that I, it, just the, the teaching was so spirit-filled. The, the truth was just there. I just, I knew I was dry. And I knew I was lacking. And I knew I needed something that, that this world for 19 years had not been able to provide. I was dry and I was lacking and I was hurting. And as a result, I was, I was just heading down an unhealthy path. And so after this Bible study, um, the pastor, we line up and we, we join hands. And he said, if anyone wants to come to Jesus, <laughs> if anyone wants to come to Jesus and, 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 and be born again is what the Bible calls it. When you come to Christ, you're born again. Jesus told Nicodemus to be born of spirit and, in, and of water. And then he said, um, then the Bible says, if anyone is, is born again, they're made new. They're new creations. If, if anyone wants to come to Jesus. And I stood there and I said, uh, let's just pray. <laughs> and so we prayed and we walked out of that classroom and just, the Holy Spirit just kind of took me by the shirt. And he said, you, you're going to give your life to me today. And so I, I got this, the pastor and I said, I I want to come to Jesus today. I'm, I'm empty. I, I, I want everything God has for me, and I know it's only in Jesus. And so this pastor led me in this room, and, and we prayed. He led me in a prayer, and something just shifted in my heart. And I walked out of that room, and, and I was with my best friend, and we were heading on the way to our car. And about halfway, halfway to the car, just started uncontrollably. The water just started flowing out. The water. The water. And it wasn't tears of sadness, it was tears of joy. The water flowed out. 
and I want to encourage you with this. I have not been thirsty since that day. And, and, and you can receive that, that living water. You can receive that living water. Everything that you want, everything that you need is in Jesus. And, and, and so when you give your life to him, you're giving him the okay to. You're giving him the okay to, to fill you with that living water. So I just want to, I want to encourage you that God loves you. And he has not left you alone in this, in this time of, we got a prayer request just recently in this, this wonderful lady. She was praying for clarity. And I, I want to speak to those of you out there because I believe we're all in that boat where we need clarity and we want, we want and we desire community and unity. And if you would just open up your heart and ask Jesus to come in, he'll clean it up. He'll wash away every sin. He'll wash away the, the effects of negativity and he'll, he'll, He'll wash you up and give you a brand, a brand new start. And, and you'll feel that, that refreshment, that refreshing coming in your, in your soul. And it says this here in Acts chapter three. Peter was preaching and he said, now it's time to change your ways. Turn face to God. Turn to face God so he can wipe away your sins and pour out showers of blessing to refresh you. That's the Holy Spirit. And send you the Messiah he prepared for you, namely Jesus. Let's not go into this summer the same way we entered into the spring. No more confusion, clarity, no more weakness, strength, no more dead fruit, fruitfulness. And Jesus, come on, church, let's celebrate. Wow, wow. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I, if anyone thirsty, come to me. And he's still saying that to us today. If you're in pain, if you feel as though you've lost hope, if you're confused, if you're divided, if your home is in shambles, if you've been praying for a lost child to come back to the Lord, to come back home, Jesus says, just come to me. Right. And I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fill you with what you need. And so I want to I wanna extend this offer to you to come to Jesus today. It'll be the greatest decision you ever make. And so maybe, maybe I'm... The Holy Spirit is preaching directly to your heart. And if that be you, it's just as simple as praying a prayer. The Bible says those who believe in Christ, if they would profess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus is Lord, they shall be saved. And so we're just going to agree with you in prayer and just pray with me and, and 
God's going to send showers of, of refreshing. He's going to send the gift of his spirit into your heart. You're going to be born again. You're going to be brand new. Today is your day. Let's pray. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Forgive me. Thank you for shedding your blood on the cross. Thank you that I can come to you in my time of need and find grace and forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, for your spirit. Make your home in my heart. Wash me, clean me, make me new. I am yours. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate. Amen. 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 Your destiny is clarity, strength, and fruitfulness. And so welcome to Fresh Water. We thank you so much for joining us for week one. And um, if you made that decision to follow Christ, we're going to walk you through it, but I, I just want to impress upon it even the more. Go ahead and fill out that connection card. We want to know about that decision. We want, to, we want to resource you and walk alongside you. My encouragement to you is to get into a small group. If you're local, get into a light group where you can find community and grow in your faith. If you're somewhere not local, get into a local church, get plugged in. But um, we love you so much. We're praying for you. And we'll see you next week. Let's celebrate one more time, everybody. Love you guys. <laughs>